This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. Hi, and welcome to Green Talk, a podcast series from GreenLivingIdeas.com. Green Talk helps listeners in their efforts to lead more eco-friendly lifestyles through interviews with top vendors, authors, and experts from around the world. We discuss the critical issues facing the global environment today, as well as the technologies, products, and practices that you can employ to go greener in every area of your life. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for listening in, as always, today on Green Talk Radio. This is Sean Daly, and today I am very happy to have with me as my guest, Renita Malhotra, who is an Ayurveda clinician and also a green guru and author on the Green Living Ideas website. Renita, welcome to the program. Thank you, Sean. It's uh, a pleasure to be here today. Well, it's a pleasure to have you, and you know, I've been looking forward to talking about this topic um, of Ayurvedic medicine. One of the things that we want to do on the Green Living Ideas site, and which we have been doing, is introducing, in addition to you know, typical Western medicine uh, and ways mm-hmm. to, if, if one can even say that, go greener, you know, greener medicine and mm-hmm. more natural uh, medicine and health in general, health practices and um, types of medicine. We also want to open up to, to other alternative types of medicine uh, that may not be as familiar to people in this country. And so Ayurveda certainly uh, fits into that category. And so we really wanted to have you as an expert on today to talk to people about a little bit about um, Ayurvedic medicine. So maybe we should just start with your background and how you got into Ayurvedic medicine. Okay. Um, I sort of grew up with it in the household. I was born and brought up in India, in Bombay, actually, which is now called Mumbai. Um, and I sort of grew up with Ayurveda without really realizing that it was medicine. Um, that's the honest truth. Ayurveda, the word, translates as the science of life. And um, technically speaking, in Sanskrit, we find the use of the word medicine actually very limiting uh, because medicine connotes uh, you know, something that you do or that you apply when the health of the body has gone wrong, you know, out of balance. Uh, Ayurveda, as the science of life, is, however, um, a, a lifestyle system which is both preventative, i.e. it um, prevents ill health from happening in the first place, and it also applies medicine when ill health has happened. Um, So basic sort of method of living for the average Indian uh, was, is um, the Ayurvedic method, and I grew up with that around me, not really realizing that I was living what in the West is known as medicine. <laughs> no, that, that's funny. That's really funny because, I mean, that that little vignette in itself speaks so strongly, I think, to typical Western uh, perspectives on medicine versus Eastern, which is proactivity versus reactivity and medicine being something, let yourself get broken, sort of go, 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 get broken, and then fix it with medicine as opposed to living in a way that's proactive. Exactly, exactly. And I have a funny story because... Uh, when I came out to uh, the West as a college student, um, you know, I went to a small college in Massachusetts, I thought it was very trendy the way these young kids were wandering around the college campus talking about uh, the stress. There were three words that struck out, the stress, uh, the term papers, and the coffee, and the Advil, four words, I should say. Um, and I was like, what is this? You know, it, it sounded, all of these, you know, together sounded, you know, just so with it and trendy. It's like everyone was, like, repeating these words. That's when 
I began to realize that the way we had lived in India, the way had, I had been brought up, was um, under the umbrella of this preventative system where, you know, if you live that way, these other things don't happen. You don't need the coffee and the Advil, and the stress is something which happens in everyone's life, but you learn to manage it with the natural tools that Ayurveda or lifestyle offers you. Now, I have to ask, as an aside here, what college was that in Massachusetts? Because I went to UMass Amherst. We, we oh, was... very close by. I went to Williams College. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> I know Williams. Okay. Well, sorry, I didn't mean to do one detour. I, just, I did not That's know okay. that about you. So. <laughs> That's okay. So, I mean, other than what we've already talked about, can you tell us just some of the basic tenets of Ayurvedic medicine? I, I've, I've heard <laughs> my introduction to Ayurvedic medicine was when I was, uh, I had a very good friend who was a massage therapist and mm-hmm. I would not, not often enough get a massage from her and she was really great and she was very into Ayurvedic medicine. I, I don't think she wasn't, she was not like yourself uh, as advanced a practitioner, but she just had a great personal fascination and some right. dabbling interest and she's, she would just tell me, you know, you're so pitakafa <laughs> and I have yeah. no idea what that meant. So maybe, maybe you can elaborate on some of the tenets of it. Okay. So uh, simply speaking, and I'm going to try not to get into the terminology at depth because I don't want to confuse everyone. Okay. <laughs> um, simply speaking, Ayurveda translates as a science of life. And um, this system is about recognizing how your mind-body works so that as you live each day and each moment, you live in harmony with the universe. It's a, it's a very green uh, principle of thinking because we as individuals react to what is happening around us and what happens around us is happening due to its reaction to us. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's a symbiotic effect. And um, the belief is that everything in the universe is made up of five elements, uh, those being space, air, fire, water, and earth. And... Um, They combine into dynamic uh, combinations, which is what we call doshas in Ayurveda, um, to then build our mind-body constitution. So what that means, for example, is that, you know, we can recognize individual qualities of these elements. For example, fire is hot and I might feel hotter than you do. Or wind moves and you might run faster than I do. Uh, but, but more powerful than their individual qualities is the fact that they combine into these doshas, um, vata, pitta, and kapha. And these doshas, these combinations, really begin to lend character to the mind and body. So, you know, when somebody says to you, oh, you're so pitta kapha, that means you have a predominance probably of the heat element and the earth element uh, in your system, which makes you... Um, on the good side, very keen and intelligent and, you know, doing things in a very systematic, organized uh, fashion where, you know, you're a perfectionist. On the Sounds good familiar. Side, <laughs> Sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm sure it does. I mean, that's the fun of it. Once you get into these concepts, everybody starts going, oh, that sounds like me. Oh, that's just my problem. Oh, that's, you know. Mm-hmm. So it can be a lot of fun. Um, there are, of course, advantages and disadvantages. So those are some of the advantages uh, specifically that I've mentioned of the pitta dosha. But on the flip side, heat can turn in with an excess into inflammation. So pitta kind of people might be prone to uh, inflammation, whether that's in the mind sort of getting hot-headed or irritable or crabby or in the body, you know, getting an itis or with, you know, heartburn, acidity, a whole host of inflammatory health issues. Um, what's wonderful and what's very important about Ayurveda is while you 
can use it to understand what your propensities are, i.e., if you are that pitta person, your tendency is to become inflamed, that does not mean that you are running around the universe being inflamed, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Um, what it means is understanding that that is your propensity, you now need to draw upon the tools of lifestyle that are easily available to you in your life, in the kitchen, with what you do, with what you eat, with massage, with self-care, so on and so forth, to constantly balance that and keep yourself from, let's say, getting inflamed. So an Ayurvedic practitioner in response to that sort of diagnosis, as it were, of your propensities would diagnose what a certain diet and a certain what else might be prescribed as for part of the ongoing management. Yeah, it's, it's very holistic. Um, the diagnosis is, firstly, it's, it's a long diagnostic process. I, I spend two hours with my clients. And uh, typically speaking, you know, when you go into a regular doctor's office, you're there for 15, 20 minutes, you're out with a prescription. This doesn't work like that. Um, I need to get to know you from as far back a point as I can because there are two things I'm looking for. One is to understand your prakriti, i.e. your natural state, i.e. your mind-body blueprint. If everything were happy, healthy, normal, what are you like? What should you be like? Okay? Mm -hmm. um, second. Lee, I am trying to understand your vikruti, i.e., have things gone wrong, whether that is something minor that has gone wrong or whether you have a deep, serious medical issue that has been there for a long time or has become chronic or what have you. And if so, what do I need to apply to work back to a level of prakriti, i.e., your natural state where you're supposed to be? Um, to do this, we are looking at a specific diet. We are looking at your daily regimen. We are looking to see if you are living in harmony with the seasons because the seasons have a huge impact upon what we eat, our lifestyle, our moods, our behavior. Uh, we are looking at your exercise program, at yoga if it's appropriate. We're looking at self-care. What, what are the things you do at home on a daily basis? Little things like nasal cleansing or perhaps drinking from a metallic cup that's made of copper or silver or, you know, these are just examples um, to help the assimilation of um, nutrients in your body, okay? Mm -hmm. um, what colors or plants or natural elements are around you that are going to affect your mind-body, whether that happens in the workspace or the home space. So, you know, it's really full-on lifestyle. There's a little bit of nutrition, herbology, there's massage, there's self-care, there's vastu, which is, uh, you know, the science of the environment, sort of the Indian Vedic precursor, if you will, to feng shui. Um, mm -hmm. There is behavior, behavior patterns. You know, it's 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 lifestyle, <laughs> common sense. Right, and the, the effects of those behaviors on one's health. I mean, is that really what it comes down to? In addition to the diet, but also in terms of your propensities for certain behaviors and how that might be affecting your health, like stressing yourself out by being certainly. Well, I would say honestly, you know, that's where it starts from, um, and that's where most people are uh, looking at is how that affects themselves. You know, we're all very egotistic people in an egotistic society, but we should not lose of the fact that this is a, exactly that, a society. So in uh, increasing the ojas or the, the, the maximum life force, the uh, maximizing the life force, I should say, of myself, um, I am actually going to create more of a positive effect 
on those that I come into contact with, you, today. Mm-hmm. Um, the people who are listening to this podcast, for example, or those that I will come into contact with in uh, an Ayurvedic consultation that I will give la- later on in the day. Um, of course, we know that, you know, if I can create positive impact upon them, then they can, in, you know, um, absorb that and have a positive Im- impact upon those they come into contact with, and the world goes round. <laughs> right, right. You know, th- this is fascinating. So it sounds like it's a very comprehensive, even more than I than I realize, even from reading your article, which is on our site uh, mm-hmm. on Arabic medicine. Uh, you know, this is it sounds like a very comprehensive system that's mm-hmm. um, you know re- really kind of covers all the bases. And and I going back to something you said earlier, I think that's the problem in my in my per- from my perspective about Western medicine is that that the doctors don't typically get to know you enough, and obviously not all doctors, but your typical you know, allocated visit from your HMO or whatever you might have, how can they possibly understand, you know, me and what's going on with me if they don't know about, you know, everything I've eaten and everything that's going on in my life, like treating it just as if, treating it just symptomatically doesn't make sense to me uh, logically or intuitively. So it's Mm -hmm. fascinating to hear about that and, and the longer visit up front. I'm curious about uh, what you are seeing in your practice or what you've seen in your practice in terms of the, the greatest dangers to health that you see to people these days? I'm sorry, the greatest... The greatest dangers to people's health. The, you know, what, greatest... what things are having the, the biggest negative effect? What, what recurrent problems do you see over and over again, uh, if any, with people in your practice? Oh, my gosh. They are countless and unlimited and seem to be increasing with new names ascribed to each of them. But the one thing I would focus on more... M- more than anything else, because really it is the starting point for ill health of any form, um, and that I see in everybody, everybody, is disorders of the digestive system and um, gastrointestinal issues, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, the digestive system is what we call the seat of origin of imbalances. Uh, ill health imbalances, so on and so forth, with a view to these different doshas that we talked about earlier, when they become imbalanced, they engender disease, okay? But they all start out becoming imbalanced in various aspects of the digestive system. Um, And digestion is sort of, you know, your core, your main, your key to success, health-wise, if you will. (laughs) Um, But it's something, interestingly enough, that people just do not pay attention to, whether it is with a view to their daily routine, um, and just starting with that, just making sure that their nutritional principles pattern, their nutritional lifestyle is good and solid and supports their health, one, people don't pay attention, B, with the advent of any kind of medicine that comes from, you know, big pharma, if you will, it almost always impacts negatively the digestive system in some way, shape, or form, in some right? aspect or the other. Huh. Um, and it really, really is sort of a killer in either the short term or the long term because uh, if your rule of thumb, Ayurvedically speaking, if digestion is working in perfect order, the rest of you is going to work in perfect order because that's where everything starts happening. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> you know, so... Um, People come in, of course, with a host of issues. It might be depression, it might be cancer, it might be anything, but they've started out 
in the digestive tract, whether recently or whether, you know, that was a long time ago. Um, but the average person doesn't, doesn't connect that at all. You know, they, they want cures for sinus, uh, sinusitis and they want cures for anything else, but um, without paying attention to the basic, basic, basics. So it's really, there's really a change of thinking that has to happen to, to sort of grok what's being offered through Ayurvedic medicine. Absolutely. And this is why, you know, it really, really so strongly ties in with so many other things, uh, so many other uh, subjects or categories, if you will, um, with a view to green living, you know, nutrition and, you know, seasonal foods and the farmer's market culture and, you know, so on and so forth. I mean, it just ties in. This is a very green lifestyle. It has to be if you want to be healthy. Yeah, well, it makes perfect sense. And you mentioned the, the seasonal foods, which just make, it just makes so much sense, again, intuitively mm-hmm. and logically as well, that um, nature is automatically uh, providing to people what they need during certain seasons. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and those foods differ for a reason. And, and there's a reason for the seasons. And there's a reason, it sounds like a song, but there's a reason for different uh, produce occurring during different seasons. And I think, obviously, it must, it must map to what our digestive systems are looking for, what our bodies are looking for in general. Exactly. So that, exactly. I mean, there's a, the ancient texts of Ayurveda will give you a whole list of daily regimen um, for what you should eat during this season, how it needs to change during that season, um, whether it's animal matter, whether it's, you know, plant matter, you know, how you adjust your lifestyle, the things you do, whether you sleep during the day in a certain season, whether you don't, you know, so on and so forth. Um, and then the way, you know, we have developed our lifestyle, and we call it evolution, um, and we sort of applaud ourselves for sort of bringing to our lives amazing inventions, and I'm, I'm certainly not against that, because I do like to get on a plane and travel to India, where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you know, we are not, for example, meant, you know, to fly up in the sky. It raises um, health issues, Ayurvedically speaking. Um, now, I'm, glad, I'm use... glad to hear you say that, not because, I, <laughs> not because I'm, uh, you know, wish ill on anybody, but I, I always feel like that, and I always feel, I always get compressed, you know, in the, in the plane mm-hmm. and get down, and I just feel like, you know, we're really not meant to do that, I mean, just based on yeah. the, the health effects of it afterwards, it takes days to recover. Exactly, and, you know, with our lifestyles today, at least if we were conscious of the tools that we could use from Ayurveda to do what we need to do, let's say post the flight, to support uh, our mind body and get back into that place of health, um, at least that would be a good thing. <laughs> yes, yeah, so um, so really, it, it just it just ties into all of these different aspects of life. You know, whether it's nutrition or whether it's travel or whether it's flying or whether it's you know the use of skincare or cosmetics or exercise or going hiking. Or, you know, it's. Uh, it's, it's common sense medicine. That's sort of my favorite cliche. Yeah, yeah it makes <laughs> sense. And, and going back to something we said earlier, you were, you were tying in some of the other information that's commonly associated with green living. And one of the things that we have on the site is the community-supported agriculture, and which mm-hmm. is a way to facilitate yourself in always getting seasonal fruits and vegetables, for example. So mm-hmm. for people listening in, definitely check out uh, you know, buying into a community-supported agriculture farm to help facilitate that. Um, so I'm, I'm curious about, uh, you know, you, you've mentioned sort of the, the overview. Well, is there a sort of a dummies guide for people? So they come in and they, they might get an initial diagnosis, and I'm sure they would go away with, you know, some information about how to change their diet and, and things like that. Um, is there something that people can – do you give your patients something that they can take as like sort of, again, a dummies guide to, you know, maintenance of how do I maintain myself using the system? Right. Okay. Well, there are, there are two things that I would um – 
typically give my clients, and they tend to be either in totality or excerpts from a couple of books that I've written. Um, the main dummies guide is a, a small book. It's, it's small. You can almost hold it in the palm of your hand. Not quite, but a <laughs> um, uh, book. It's called Ayurveda, the, Path to Holist- the Journey to Holistic Health. And it is essentially a run-through of the medicine. It was written... Um, for basically a doctor to give to his patient if the patient said to him, well, I'm interested in Ayurvedic medicine, but I really don't know what it is. What is it? How does it work? And it essentially gives you a run-through sort of of the medicine, how it works, the different kinds of treatments, so on and so forth. So I will often give that, you know, to my clients. But if my clients are specifically interested in self-care, um, I often will give them either excerpts or in totality from my other book called Inner Beauty because this helps them to actually step towards diagnosis. You know, I wouldn't say it gives them a complete, you can't get a complete diagnosis from a book, but at least it helps them to get thinking about themselves Ayurvedically and then thinking about what is available to them from their life, from the kitchen, from yoga, from, you know, nothing that they have to sort of go to the other ends of the universe to get, mm-hmm. um, to start incorporating into their self-care routine. And that's the, the, the DVD? Exactly. There's a DVD version and there's a book version. It's called Inner Beauty. And um, there's a book and a DVD. You know, DVD is nice for sort of people who are lazy and who don't like to read. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes also, I think sometimes the DVD can complement uh, the book, uh, you know, as we, right. we've all had. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I'll leave yeah. it at that. But yes, it's, uh, it's good in both cases. Exactly, exactly. Well, so that, that's good. So there are, so we have these resources out there to, to help us uh, sort of uh, continue to get it after we've been, because I know that when I go, when I've gone in for those kinds of visits, uh, it's kind of overwhelming because it's an entire mm-hmm. science trying to be boiled down into, you know, I mean, it must be very challenging for the practitioner to sort of, practitioner to communicate that much information to somebody, you know, yes. here's an entirely different uh, way of thinking about your body, and uh, here's all the problems that you have, now here are the things to do, and I know for myself, I'd just be like, okay, just give me a roadmap, and I'll do it. I'll, I'll try it. I'm a good student, but it's uh, yeah. drinking from the fire hose, I guess, as we, as we say. So yeah. those, those are good resources. Is there anything else that you wanted to share with our listeners today who are listening in? Um, well, it's uh, what I would love to just say to listeners is that um, to be aware of the fact that, um, you know, big pharma is not necessarily friendly. Um, and that's sort of the best way I can put it. It's not necessarily friendly to your mind-body. It's not necessarily friendly to your long-term future. And everything that's happening sort of with healthcare and insurance and so forth is uh, not necessarily in the best interests of ourselves as individuals and certainly as a community. So I think it's important for people to sort of wake up, take note of that, and sort of take their health into their own hands. Um, you know, once you can tune in, to your mind, body, in whatever format you choose to do that, and of course I will vote for the Ayurvedic format, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but whatever format you choose to do that, you know, it's, it's not rocket science. Um, if it were, I wouldn't be here today speaking to you. <laughs> um, but, you know, take your health in your own hands because um, at the end of the day, nobody else owes it to, 
you. You entirely owe it to yourself. And, um, you know, it, it's not that complicated. In fact, why we bring it to this level of complication, I have no idea. It's, it's a simple system. We are. It keeps the power out of people's <laughs> hands and keeps the money in the pockets of the corporation. That's exactly. just my take on it. But, yeah, no, I, I, th- I think that that's part, a huge part of it. It's, it's very much like the, um, it reminds me of the whole, um, not to make a strange sort of connection here or analogy, we've got okay. the, the open source and, and sort of uh, the open source movement versus commercial software from various companies, including Microsoft and so forth versus mm-hmm. like putting it into the people's hands and it's a very similar sort of thing where it's very threatening I think to big business and big pharma and, and I think to the, what the western medical profession uh, for people to start taking uh, back the power of their own health but it also prevention is the best medicine it's a famous expression and I think it's also very true here is that that's um, how we reduce these costs and that, that those kinds of things those kinds of visits should be um, you know probably or mo- most of this, the pharmaceuticals and such should be really break glass in case of emergency type situations, not not a routine for your living. Could not agree with you more. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> well, Renita, it has been wonderful having you on the program today. There's so much. To, I, this is one of those ones where I could really just talk for hours with you, but we'll have to we'll have to stop here because we're out of time today. But I would love to okay. definitely have you back to talk uh, more with uh, our listeners about Ayurvedic medicine and other things. I know you also are writing on um, some of the other topics on the site, um, right. and also you have, as you mentioned, uh, books and DVDs and such. And I want to make sure also that before we sign off, that I've given out the URL. Uh, where people can find out more about you and your writings and, and DVDs and such, which is uh, com, And I want to spell that out for people. R-E-E-N-I-T-A-M-A-L-H-O-T-R-A-H-O-R-A.com. Did I get that right? You got it right. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> so again, a pleasure. Renita Malhatra, who is a Ayurvedic expert, clinician, and author, has been my guest today. And uh, again, we'll look forward to having you back again sometime soon, Renita. Likewise, I look forward to coming back. Thanks as always to everyone listening in today. Remember, for more free on-demand podcasts, articles, videos, and other information related to living a greener lifestyle, visit our website at www.greenlivingideas.com. We'd also love to hear your comments, feedback, and questions. Send us an email at editors at greenlivingideas.com. Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com.